What motivates you? Eamon, what motivates you? What motivates you, Dan? Eamon, I asked you, what motivates you? Well, look, we'll get into that, okay? okay. But today, we're talking about what what motivates you. Yeah. On the MetaMinds podcast, where we're all about relentless self-development. And consciousness optimization. If you haven't picked that up already. Already, yes. Get on it, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so why, why are we talking about what motivates you, Dan? It's very important, I think, to recognize what is actually motivating you to do certain things. It's good to reflect on this and be aware of what factors are motivating you or what aspects of, uh, of motivation, because there are different aspects of motivation which we'll get into. Um, but it's good to be aware of what actually is motivating you, what factors are motivating you to do certain things in different aspects of your life, because it probably won't be the same in everything. It could be, but there will definitely be a bit of overlap and a bit of change between different parts of your life. And often... Uh, what you think motivates you is only the surface level of what you're telling yourself or what your ego is saying motivates you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the underlying things that motivate you are actually what's really important because understanding and recognizing those things can lead you to healthier and more effective habits, basically. Yeah. You know, because if you realize that you're actually motivated, uh, you know, by money because of some deep traumatic experience that happened when you were little then all of a sudden you can take a step back and reevaluate where you are. Mm-hmm. We've gotten to meta already, but yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why we're talking about it yeah. today. And this is why it's you know really important that often we lead just such busy lives that we can't take a step back and realize what, what why am I taking this action right now? Yeah. Like why actually am I taking this action right now? Yeah. Because when you get to the bottom of it, you're like, ah, oh, right, didn't see that. Yep. It's, uh, it's not what I thought, not what I thought I was doing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, so I guess it's the idea that we can just go through the motions and not have any idea what is motivating us. So the idea of work, like you said, financially, it could be money, but then there's the the biological aspect, whether that's like your body clock or your psychological urge telling you that you need to be with a partner or have a kid or do something that's like biologically driven maybe. That could be something that's like intrinsic or like something that's within you that you may not reflect on or recognize It's just an urge. Uh, then we've also got written down like social work and psychological. So there's so many different aspects of our lives that probably would have different meanings to us and different default reactions from us. Um, so it's just good to recognize exactly what it is, like breaking it down and going, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Pretty much. Yeah. So why don't we yep. look at some examples of uh, motivating factors, shall we? We shall. We shall. So there's a few different like overlapping ones from what we've seen in the research. Um, so we kind of just broke it down to ones that really made the most sense and the ones that were overlapping the most with other research. Um, so should we just go through one at a time or should I just read them out and then we'll dive into them? Yeah, I think I think one at a time. Yeah, let's, okay. let's jump in. So there is about six or seven. Uh, and yeah, as we mentioned, like these, some of them can be general. Some of them are like quite obviously like huge motivating factors for people um, underlying. And, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's a lot that we'll miss out on. But yeah, these are some of the most important ones that we've found that, you know, motivate people yep. underlying. So, Definitely. So the first one is rewards or incentives so pretty obvious basically <laughs> yeah like why do you why do you do anything it's like well you know you could be getting a reward from it whether it's a you know you're taking a drug to get a particular reward from it or you know you're which is obviously an internal reward but then like an, an external reward could be like helping out a homeless person buying them a meal mm-hmm. uh you know, and that's that's obviously rewarding to you because it makes you feel good that you've given back. Yep. Uh, and it's also rewarding to the other person, basically. Mm. But then again, if you ask why you're actually doing that, you know, like it could actually be, you know, you're rewarding yourself for giving a meal away to a homeless person. 
but yeah, the, like the reward is actually that that you think that you're a good person. You know what I mean? Which isn't yeah. a bad thing. But again, it's just like, you know, why are you actually yeah, and recognizing doing the it. things? Yeah. And I guess also in, in terms of incentives as well, it made me think immediately of workplaces, how they'll try to give you incentives to stay with the company. So they'll give you bonuses. They may give you a car or a fuel, fuel allowance um, or other, you know, they could give you like dental or they could give you a health service that's covered through the work. So that's an incentive that they recognize that we as human beings and our psychological needs you know, rewards and incentives are so big. They're a big driving force for what motivates us. So if the company can kind of hold on to you and go, oh, well, we'll give you a reward every year, then you might stay with them, right? Yeah. Um, but it's recognizing that. Again, it's recognizing that this company's trying to do this, but if you're not happy in the work, then you need to reassess. Obviously, that's a big thing to dive into, but yeah, I guess it's just the idea that some people or some uh, entities, businesses, whatever it may be, would have vested interest again, which we've spoken about in another podcast about primal psychology, um, but the idea that they can grip onto the idea that we want rewards and incentives. Um, so, yeah, that, that can be and a big driving force. To take a step back from that, why do you work at all? Because the reward you're getting is money. More often than not, hey, I'll trade you my time, and in reward, you give me some money. And it's yeah. like a value trade, you know? But, yeah, and that's obviously the the incentive that that you're that you're doing that for but then moving on to the next point mm -hmm. the opposite of that you haven't spaced it out very much sorry man. <laughs> enough space on the paper that's what i was saying with the second one uh, fear of consequences you know yeah. so you could actually be working because you're afraid to die mm. you know and that sounds stupid because it is right uh <laughs> but it, it's true you know it's like well you need money to actually purchase food to stay alive unless you live you know out on the farm somewhere where you just grow bananas and eat bananas all day basically That'd be good. <laughs> that would be great yeah but then the fear of consequence could be like overloaded potassium yeah true <laughs> anyway yeah. we're getting off topic here yeah. but yeah the, the fear of consequence basically is like, yeah, I need to work to survive, basically. Mm. And, um, yeah, it could be other things in that it's like, oh, you actually have a family that you need to provide for. So that's another fear of a consequence. Mm -hmm. So instead of, like, pushing for the best job that you can get or going to school and working on a less amount of money until you can get a better job or a job that you're going to enjoy more, you fear the consequences of not having enough money now. So you're going to take a job that is perhaps worse on your mental health, your physical health, you don't enjoy it as much, mm. all these different factors because you're afraid to not have enough money right now, which again is a, another huge topic, which is a huge issue in society currently, mm. uh, where not enough people have enough money basically. And you know, if the system was changed around just a tiny bit, it would be much more fair for a lot of people that are struggling. Yes. But yeah, what are other examples of, of doing something out of a fear of, of, of a failing? Consequence. Well, I guess you've covered a lot of them there. See, I mentioned it before, but I think there's also a counter to that where a consequence could be, uh, you know, for, for me, for example, like I had this fixation that I didn't want to work a job that I hated, right? And just dis detest for my entire life because I saw people around me who just worked jobs that they hated, right? So that was my fear of consequence was the whole idea that I don't want to work a job that kills my soul. So that kind of pushed me to want to figure out myself more and learn what I want to do out of life, right? So I guess it's a counter in that regard. That's the only thing I can add because you pretty much covered a lot of the fear of consequences, especially relating to work, financial, supporting a family, 
um, yeah, that, that's the biggest thing that stands out to me for a lot of people, I'd say. Well, something else that I, that I think is very worth mentioning is that if you really look at yourself like and, and the things that you do on a day-to-day basis, uh, a lot of the things that we do as humans are actually motivated by a fear of consequence. Think about it. You're at a bar or even in the workplace anywhere and you see a cute girl or guy, whatever it is, and you want to talk to that person. You know, and your motivation is to potentially, you know, flirt with them or whatever it is. Or even if you're a dude and you want to find another male friend and all of a sudden that voice pops in your head, it's like, don't do it, man. They're going to hate you, man. They're going to tell you to to go away, man. Like when you think about that, the worst thing that could happen is they're like, oh, no, I'm not interested. Or, you know, maybe dramatically they tip a drink on you or something like that. (laughs) Very theatrical. If you're living in a movie, like (laughs) I've never seen that before in my life. but more often than not, you won't take an action because you're so afraid of that minor consequence. But if there is a like big reward, you're going to be uh, much more motivated to take that action over if there's a negative consequence. Do you know what I'm right. trying to say? Yeah, for sure. And so that's really interesting because you know if you like can a recognize that you are not doing something out of a fear of consequence, uh, then you can actually really question how actually bad the consequence is Mm. and if it's just like what's the worst that can happen then a person tells me to go away because they're not interested or they're in a relationship or whatever it is then you have to weigh that up and really think that it's like that is going to cause me one second of of oh no that person is doing you know they're not not keen on me oh i'll go and ask this other person to to hang out with me or whatever it is yeah and it's like yeah so it's like you have to question what is actually do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, definitely. No, no. And like the point that I made before about my fear of falling into a job I hated, there is the counter of that again, which is like leading into what you were saying, where you could be fearful that you'll fail. I think a lot of the time, like you said, approaching someone in a club or at a pub, you're worried that you're going to fail, right? And it's a similar thing with a, a job. Like you've got this set job that is supporting your family. It's giving you just enough money to survive, even though you're not happy with the hours or whatever it may be. But then the fear is well, if I leave this job, what happens if I fail? Or what happens if I find another job that's not as stable? Um, So it's that whole like weighing up the pros and cons, which is like a common thing that a lot of people do, but it's really just breaking it down to that core and saying, but why am I staying in this job, you know? And then breaking it down to, you know, could I be happier in this other job with a little less pay, but a bit more freedom and a bit of a better like family work balance? So It's the same with everything. And yeah, it's important. Like we're stuck in this point for a bit, but it is really important because, you know, it can be the difference between... Oh, I'm not happy in X situation, whatever it is, and I want to be in this situation, but I'm afraid that even I put myself out there and people say, that's a dumb thing you're doing, which yeah. is hugely like a lot of people are. It's common. I do go through that most, you know, a lot of the times myself yeah. where it's like, I'm afraid to do that thing because of what other people will say. Mm. But yeah, if you listen to some of the biggest thought leaders in the world, they say that is the the furthest thing from what matters. Mm. You know? But yeah, again, if you observe yourself a lot of the time, you're not going to do something because you're scared of something. Yeah. But I think that's a huge point, the idea that that is sometimes the worst that will happen. It's literally just, oh, sorry, I'm actually taken. I'm not interested in the example of in a club. And that's the worst that can happen. Like, yeah. Unless you push it further and keep asking, like, you move on then. Like, it's Or someone says, you look stupid. Yeah. And then you say, it doesn't matter what you think because this is something that I'm trying. And, yeah. like, when did you try that thing? Have you tried that thing? Mm. Not to, you know, get all aggressive and defensive because that's an ego mechanism. Right. But, you know, just recognize when, if that's if that's a factor, then you can just laugh at that and go, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm actually this is something that think. I want to try and do yeah. and I failed at it. And you know what? That's how I grow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's about reframing that in your mind, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the next one is achievement. Yeah. So, yeah, similarly, I mean, like, everything. You go into the gym, you want to mm-hmm. win a bodybuilding contest. 
or you know you're you're going for this next job because you want an extra twenty thousand dollars a year but it's like then you have to ask yourself like what actually is it about that achievement that you really want that's right. actually motivating you because it's like yeah you want the extra twenty thousand dollars a year but why yeah you know and this is something that we're going to dive into later on in the podcast but yeah it's like do you want more attention from women because you have more money or do you want to spend more time traveling yep and if that's the case then why do you want to spend more time traveling because you want to see more of the world which will open up your mind or you want to look cool on instagram mm -hmm. you know there's just like you know asking why is so powerful especially yeah. with the achievement one i find for sure yeah definitely because you can come from the wrong place there where it can guide into status more so like you want the money for status you want the car for status but if you want this money so that you can be more financially stable for your kids, maybe or your family, then that could be something that is motivating you. It could be like that social aspect or that family aspect, which in that turn, if that sits right with you, then that's 100% a great motivating force. But if it is purely, like you said, $20,000, you, you got a bonus, and then you blow that on a car because that's a status item, then it's kind of like maybe you need to question what it is exactly you're seeking. At that point, it sounds like an incentive or a reward more so than the achievement of because achievement can mean anything to anyone right at the end of the day like you can create an it's achievement out of anything it's subjective yeah. yeah so yeah i tell you I, that I am definitely motivated by you know being able to feed my children because i have 12 of those yes yes uh and yeah this look that's definitely the hardest part and i find this is why i'm doing the podcast because it mm. gets me an extra couple of million a year and that's what what keeps my my children happy and healthy and yeah so that's what motivates me Dan. Mm -hmm. so sarcasm if you're not from australia yes because it seems uh <laughs> it seems a lot of people outside of australia don't really pick up on that, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, communication is uh, <laughs> is key in <laughs> this. Effective communication. And yeah. often, uh, you know, you get a DM where it's like, "Man, that Eamon guy is not very cool, is he? He's a bit of a dick." <laughs> moving yeah, on. Moving on. The next one we've got is growth. So same in the gym. You yeah. want to grow. You want to grow bigger, and so you can achieve something. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the thing. You could be motivated by several things at once. You might be afraid to fail. And you want to grow, but in your body physically, but in your mind as well, because you can push yourself. Mm -hmm. And you want you're driven by achievement because you want to win a contest. But then also the and then the reward of that contest is you're going to get a thousand likes on Instagram. You know yeah. what I mean? So a lot of them could be motivating factors. For but sure, that's exactly right. In terms of growth, I think this is probably the most genuine one. Depending on obviously again perspective is entirely different. Mm -hmm. But more often than not, because we're about relentless self development. Uh, that is essentially just growth, you know? Yes. And that's sure. what we find fulfilling here. And we've chatted about that a couple of times in the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, growth in, in pretty much any area is something that definitely is a huge motivating factor for myself because, you know, when you when you look at a, look at a photo of where, where you were a year ago and you look at a photo of where you're at today, whether it's physically or mentally, the different space you're in, you can see that you've grown. Yeah, it gives you this, this sense of achievement, basically. Yeah, for sure. You know? yep. Yeah, and, and I think, like you said, that is the more genuine one out of the list um, because you could grow socially you could grow like you said uh, individually as well um, and then through the gym or whatever else so I think that's a good one it is interesting because talking about them that was a good point you made like there is a lot of overlap and some of them you can be motivated by little factors from each maybe like there's the possibility that all seven yeah could motivate you at the same time right yeah so I think that's a pretty good point don't think I've really got much to add to growth no. But the transition into power, I think, is an interesting one because power, <laughs> yeah, power and achievement, that's kind of what we were talking about, like that status symbol. So, like, if you, 
Sorry, just lost my breath there. If you... Passing out of the podcast. Sorry yeah. about that. Too excited. Guys. Power. Wait, there was the power. You. Yeah, it got me. It got me. So yeah, like the, the power. Like So for example, with that $20,000 raise that you were talking about, maybe that could be accompanied by a slight role increase up the hierarchy. Maybe you then go to supervisor. So that could be accompanied with a sense of power, right? Yeah. So maybe that's the thing that's motivating you to get to that point. Obviously, the money is a nice reward incentive, but there could be the power value as well that's coming in and power to me has a little bit of like a negative connotation but i think you can be positive in your power like if you're a leader you can be a positive leader right you can be a leader that um creates massive change and social change that can be positive for millions of people right so there there's a weight to it right where you're kind of like you could potentially be torn to the dark side quotation marks of power and having this like uh, grandiose sense of self or a narcissistic sense of you being better than others or you could just recognize that you have this additional power and that you could affect and change people below you in a positive way right you can make their work environment better because you know what it was like coming from that point up to a supervisor position so maybe you have that power so you want to change in a positive regard um, but then obviously there's the negative as well i think an appropriate word is uh dangerous yes this this one power is dangerous you know because Obviously, if you are driven by power so you can get rich and, and you know, call poor people poor, whatever <laughs> it is, then that's, you know, chances are you're not going to be wanting to be self-aware about this fact because, but yeah, humans do have this in their nature in that they do want to, there is a higher social hierarchy, which is the next one. Uh, but, you know, you definitely want to, you know, some people are happy to be submissive and, and be on the lower end of the social hierarchy or whatever, but others are driven to be on the higher end of the social hierarchy, whether your motivations are good or evil. And again, there's a couple of different motivations there, yep. but it's like, if your motivation is for power and it is for good, then even so, if you're not in the power position that you want to be yet, when you get there, motivations can change. You know, mm. you get that st level of power, that status of power. And it's funny you know, I've had this in my life as well, where you get to a particular status, which might do, might not be above anyone, hardly anyone else, but it's just above average in whatever field it is. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I get to tell this person what to do. Mm -hmm. and yeah, this is cool. You know, rather than, rather than beforehand, you're like, you know what? Yes, I'm going to be a leader and then I'm going to motivate people to do better and everything's going to be great. I'm going to be positive and I'm not going to be like the people that are above me now mm -hmm. that treat me poorly or whatever whatever circumstance it is. And then you get to that point and before you even know it, you're suddenly treating other people even in that exact same way because yep. you have the power. Yep. So another example of a couple of different things and categories that can motivate you. And uh, yeah, power is, is a dangerous one. It is a dangerous <laughs> one. And I think it uh, definitely leans heavily on ego as well, right? Like, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Exactly. And that's what I was saying before, that grandiose sense of self, which basically means you're, you think you're better than others. Like you're yeah. Yeah, narcissistic in that regard. You are the pinnacle. So it could happen. Like you said, it could be the... The organization maybe encourages that. Maybe everyone around you like manipulates you. But if you're going in with pure intentions to help the people below you, it can be amazing. So like you said, it's a dangerous one. It's something to really be mindful of, uh, especially in different roles, right? Because different roles, you could have more power, whether that's, you know, the police force or the military or, you know, government even. Like you have an additional power to that. So Which, as we can see in all governmental structures, gets abused. Yes, that's exactly so, right. Like, you know, again, this is just human nature. And this mm. is why it's the most dangerous one, because examples of it are literally everywhere and it does not stop that as soon as people get into power no matter what their motivations are it gets real dark real mm. quick dan yep <laughs> so yeah gotta be aware of your own ego for sure the next one we've got is social factors i think we've touched on this a little bit but 
um, yeah, definitely one of the, again, probably one of the bigger ones as well, like social factors, I feel, uh, social norms and social conventions, which, which we've covered in other previous podcasts. But that is so power, powerful because a populace of people, you know, millions of people could believe the same thing. And that like force or that uh, driving factor that is coming in from other f- sources could be a very easily motivated aspect in your life. Like if you see others doing it, you see it as the norm, that's like a social factor that's influencing you to do a certain thing, right? Um, And that could be, again, in the workplace or with friends or even family in that regard. Um, But yeah, I guess that it can be, again, positive. Like it's the same with all of them, really, I feel. They can all be positive and negative. It just depends. That's kind of what we're trying to get at. Yeah. But yeah, the other thing is like, I think no matter what you're motivated by, Part of it has a social element to it. You mm. know what I mean? Because yeah, that's it. We know, live in a social you, world. Yeah, that's it. And and you know we do have a deep need to fit in into a social like hierarchy and, and and circle and feel like we belong basically. And when you do feel that way, it's obviously fantastic and fulfilling. And mm. then when you don't feel that way, people can act very rational very quickly. And so, you know, when you're in that outside world, and this is why connection and is very important, which again, we've chatted about, uh, when you're outside of that thing, that's when you see people turn into terrorists and whatnot, because they are, you know, outside of the, the social thing. So, they're motivated by, a, by like, you know, social life, but in a negative way to make an impact to say, hey, you didn't recognize me and you didn't like see that I felt significant or you're suppressing me. So I felt I was on the outside. So I need to do this drastic thing to be recognized or to make an impact basically. Mm. Uh, but yeah, then you can also be on the other side of it where you just have a need to feel accepted and, 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 and have a good social circle basically. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it, this definitely crosses over into all of them. It does. Yeah. And from what the research said as well, it's that whole idea of feeling like you're part of a tribe and feeling like you're part of a community, which... Which you are. Which Metaminds. You are. Which Welcome. You are. Hello. Yeah. You're Welcome. a Metamind. Welcome so to Metamind. You know this already. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so the final one, which Dan added on, is impact. Yeah. Which, again, positive and negative, and it comes along with power. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and if you want to make an impact, which we generally do, uh, first of all, expressing ourselves, but then also potentially trying to help anyone else that has gone through any situation or... You know, we could have experienced something that is potentially you know, had more life experience than another person and want to make an impact on them positively. Mm-hmm. But then there's people like Donald Trump who, what impact does he want to make? He just wants to have a huge ego. Well, that's yeah. what it seems, you know. It seems that way. <laughs> and most people in huge positions of power want to make impacts that are not very positive, it seems. Or they don't necessarily want to, but... Yeah, there could be other factors from their board or their team, but in Donald Trump's example it seems like a very like narcissistic individual driven impact right but i don't know that's that's a whole thing again it's a whole nother podcast really politics yeah. Uh, but yeah impact for me is the idea through the counseling world of trying to impact people in a positive way and do like a selfless act that will in turn help someone's life but the flip of that is that also there is like i guess a selfish element of that where i also want to learn and i also want to yeah, feel this because it is the most amazing feeling when you help someone, in my opinion, from my experiences. So that is something that I'm trying to seek, that idea of helping people, but also helping myself and learning and growing within myself as well. So that's, I guess, one of the factors for me, impact. 
Look at me, thing. I'm Dan. I want to make a yeah. positive impact. <laughs> Why do you want to make a positive Im- impact? Is it because you want to feel recognized or you want to, you know, look good, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Have you explored the... I have, yeah. I think yeah. there's a lot of factors for sure. Yeah. I think uh, it's firstly the idea that I've recognized that, you know, I didn't have many people as I was moving around growing up who could impact me in a positive way because I was struggling through school and, you know, like I had my mum and a few friends at the time. But when I finally recognised the impact that a positive person had on me and a role model had on me, I recognised that, you know, this is something that I would love to do. Like I've gone through some struggles and I would love to be able to help people come out of that dark side and, and hopefully find some meaning and something out of life. So there is that side of it. But there's also, like I mentioned before, the fact that it's driving me to grow myself and learn from other people and it's just, yeah, it's a challenging thing as well. So there's lots of factors, I guess. Yeah, so I suppose the, the main point of this podcast uh, is that we're talking about it's very important to, you know, there's so many factors that you can be motivated by and just taking a second to really do this exercise in any aspect of your life, what is it that's actually motivating you? And then ask yourself why. And yeah. then when you get that answer, ask yourself why. Yeah. And then when you get that answer... Ask yourself why, mm-hmm. because often you'll get deeper and deeper and deeper and realize, oh my gosh, I'm doing this because of this, which is on the opposite end of why I actually thought I was doing this. Mm. But for that, you have to seek the truth, which mm. interestingly enough is our next episode. Uh, but yeah, you, you have to you have to have this self-awareness, I suppose, which is important, which is what really we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So do we want to give an example of what that looked like? Yeah. So what, what motivates you, Dan? Uh, in what aspect? No, oh, good, good question. <laughs> yeah, is there a, like, can you do it in just all of life? Like, yeah, ge- like generally, what motivates you? Or yeah, I guess you could. Um, yeah. So, I'm just looking at the notes, everyone who's listening. But I think rewards and incentives. Uh, even though that's not the main reason why I'm getting into counselling, but it is quite a well-paid job. So, of course, there's an aspect of that where I'm going well this is good. This could make me financially viable so that I can have other passions outside of counseling and still pursue video and still pursue a podcast and all these things. So there is an aspect of that where the incentive is a bit more freedom of time. If I only work four or three days, uh, then I have more time for my other projects plus the reward of money. So that's one of the factors. Um, But that was a counseling example, I guess. But as a whole, like rewards definitely, uh, you know, push me a little bit more. The idea of like making money through YouTube or you know, doing little projects that can make money. Of course, that's like a part of my mind because that's how my business mind kind of works here and there. But then the idea of achievement is another thing that stands out to me. Yeah, so uh, I think what I point out here is that you're t- you're talking about the types of things that motivate you. Yeah. I don't know what it is that actually motivates you. Obviously, right. it's going to fall into other categories. Yeah. Can you give like a general statement what motivates you in your life? We've only got a couple of minutes left. Okay, I think, I think just growth, just personal growth. Yeah. I think that's what motivates me. Fair enough. And, yep. and, and so always why, learning. Why yeah. is that? Uh, because I think that uh, knowledge is important, like the idea that I can learn always, that's a powerful concept to me. And, and why is learning always a powerful concept to you? Because I guess I didn't, I didn't go through school and enjoy it. I don't feel like I uh, gained as much as I needed to out of school because I feel like I am like academically inclined where I like to learn. So, that didn't help me, but now that I'm out, I'm learning through audiobooks and going to university, and that really sits right with me, I think. Knowledge that you can choose. Yes, knowledge that I can in, choose, yeah. Rather than knowledge that's kind of forced onto you. Yeah. So, yeah, and look, we could just keep asking why. Well, that's it, and that's the idea that you can do it on your own, or you can do it with a friend, 
or family so, member. Kind of example that I was digging for for myself very quickly is like, you know, a general statement that someone could say is like, what motivates you? It's like, well, I want to have a good life, you know? Mm. And so what does that entail? Well, I want to feel happy a lot of the time. I want to have good friendships, good relationships, have enough money, have, you know, go on a few holidays or whatever. Yeah. But then, yeah, you can ask why. For why? Yeah, yeah. Because that's what's going to make me feel happy. And a lot mm. of times it comes down to the feeling that you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself what emotionally motivates you, which is something we didn't touch on, you know? Yeah. And it's like, well, why? Because you don't want to feel bad because then you're, you know, not obviously not feel great and you're not going to have good social connections. But why? Mm-hmm. You know? and, and these are social conventions as well. Because yeah. you could challenge it. You could say, actually, I really want to live my life on my own. I'm going to like get some money, build a tiny house, live by myself. It, but the social convention is, and obviously as humans, we're driven to be more social. But that is the social convention. And you actually could be, you know, more, you could thrive more when you are by yourself, you know? Mm. We're getting meta here. Again, yeah, but you can just ask why so often. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be general, but like, yeah, for example, in your job, like why why are you doing that job? Yeah. Like and ask yourself like a few times. That's basically. exactly right. Yep. Same with the gym, same with your diet, everything. But that's pretty much that's it. everything we wanted to <laughs> chat about. It's like this exercise is important and it's something that I find myself doing, yeah, not as often as I should be, mm. uh, but definitely more often than potentially other people do. And uh, it's very powerful. It is. It can show you a lot about yourself. Mm. You know? So, anything else to add? I think that's it. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us. For those on iPhones, if you could please take a couple of seconds to leave us a rating and review on iTunes, that would be fantastic. Yep. Uh, take a screenshot, send us a DM, and uh, I don't know, we'll send you a personal video message saying how much we, we love you, yeah. basically. <laughs> uh, but it really does help out the podcast in the, in the rankings. So, thanks for joining us on this week of MetaMinds, and we will see you... In the next one, stay meta. Thanks, guys.